1: Now you had a buy, yes, for us. I want to hear it.
0: Yeah. So my guy that I'm buying, you know, even though it might not be a buy low, it's Jalen Waddle. I don't like. I said you're not going to be buying low. I think he's worth consideration. As someone's to, someone to target though because of his recent production. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know, kind of targeted him at a similar rate to Tua even when he came back in relief of him last last week. Outside of his monster performance against the Ravens where he garnered 19 targets, remember 11 catches, it was like 180 some yards, two touchdowns. His volume has been decent at best. It's been like five targets week 1, six in week 3, and then five again last week with Teddy Bridgewater coming in. Um, looking ahead, he has three really strong matchups out of four, including one with Pittsburgh, but he's playing against the Jets who had that shootout with the Browns, the Vikings who are they're pretty good but they're not that good, and then the Lions, which is just going to be probably lighting it up on offense. Uh, The Lions, like we said, highest scoring offense, worst scoring defense. It's a really fantasy conducive schedule. Even though Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback, there's a chance that his value could skyrocket over the second quarter of the season. And this is probably the lowest that you'll get him, you know, even following that 40 point performance. Um, It's relatively low for where I think he's going to be in a few weeks.
1: I'm with you, man. I I love that, you know. And take advantage of this this bad week. Take advantage of the fact that you know Teddy Bridgewater is going to be their quarterback this week. That they're going to have two bad weeks of Jalen Waddle. That might not be the case. We saw we saw what Teddy Bridgewater did, you know, in uh, in in Carolina, right? He was able to be just fine with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. So I wouldn't necessarily look him as being a bad thing for a huge, really bad thing for Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. So. I'm with you on that one, man. Jalen Waddle is going to be ranked again in my top 12 regardless this week, regardless uh, of who's that quarterback. You know, Tua yeah. is going to get done, obviously, and you'd rather have him behind center, but I think Teddy B is going to be fine uh, with that uh, in, in Miami. Yes. I love it. Definitely. I love it. I love it. All right, cool, man. Um, let's see. Let's see who else I had here. Oh, you know what? Before we go to the next one, let's, let's look at some questions here. Yeah. Let's look at some questions. Should I trade? Zappo G is asking, should I trade A.J. Dillon or Drake London? How are you feeling about this one?
0: Okay, so I, I feel like they're both in a similar situation. You know, if you you can't really equate running backs to wide receivers, but they're both to points where we know they're talented. They just haven't really produced as much as they can. A.J. Dillon because he's working with Aaron Jones and Drake London because it's just a weird offense, as we've seen. Um, both of them are guaranteed some work. I do like Drake London more than I did before, but I think A.J. Dillon has more value for you still as a running back than Drake London. I wouldn't necessarily do this straight up one for one. Um, Chances are you have A.J. Dillon in the starting spot unless you're in a smaller league. Um, Drake London, I see him as a wide receiver three right now. So I I would say if A.J. Dillon, chances are he's your wide receiver, not wide receiver, running back two, I would maybe keep A.J. Dillon. I wouldn't do that trade.
1: If you need a wide receiver, I would do it. If you need a wide receiver. Um, I, I yeah. think Drake London is a wide receiver too now. He was be in my top 24 this week. He's just balling out. He's balling out of his mind. He is number one in the NFL in target share. And that's not among rookies. That's among all wide receivers. Um, and that's right. a great feat. Now, this is a low-volume passing offense. So yeah. that high target share doesn't mean as much in terms of it counting for fantasy points. However, the fact that he was he's able to do what he's done over the first four weeks of the season, he's been balling. The tape has been out of control. The dude looks really, really good. Uh we know how good Kyle Pitts is and he cannot earn target share right now over Drake London. And you know I think if you need a wide receiver, I I, I would make this deal. I would assume Zap OG that you have some running backs. And if you do and you're not going really depleting your running back depth, or if AJ did, Dylan's sitting, I would make this deal if Drake London is going to slide into your starting lineup. So right. it really depends on your, on your on your roster, what it looks like. But if Dillon is like, if you're going between Dillon and another running back in your starting lineup, and Dillon could potentially be on your bench this week, and Drake London was slide right to your wide receiver, two wide receiver, three spot, I would. We we know what we know what AJ Dillon's upside is without Aaron Jones. We know what that yeah. looks like. We know that AJ Dillon's going to get 15 to 18 carries a lot of weeks. However, you know he's still a timeshare for now. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of the, you know, the touches that we're looking for, especially in the past game. As you know, we saw we thought that might happen after week one, uh, but you know, after four weeks, a bigger sample size. You know, Dillon's real real value is going to come. When Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones is ever off the field. So, yeah, I think I'll think no. I would do it depending on the situation. Okay, let's move on to the next buy. And you were buying Jalen Waddle high. I'm buying DK Metcalf high. And, you know, part of the reason uh, I like is, that one. Yeah. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> there, there were two reasons why I, I, Metcalf was off my draft radar, right? And I don't have him on a lot of teams this year, admittedly. Um, mm-hmm. I do have him on one team because he slid, I think he slid to like the fifth round or something like that, which was insane. So I was like, I'm yeah. gonna bet on the talent here. Uh Geno Smith was one of the reasons, right? Not having Russell Wilson anymore. Uh number two, that this was a slow prehistoric run-heavy offense, right? Yeah. Smith has been efficient mm-hmm. so far the, this 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 year. So that you know has been proved wrong already, and that can continue to be proved wrong moving forward. And number two, you know, this is a top heavy target distribution where Gino is only targeting DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett right now, right? Yeah. And in the, in the red zone, and he'll go for his tight ends. But for the most part, it's those two guys. Uh, and then number three, the pace, like we talked about over the past couple of days, has picked up significantly. And because of that, I'm buying high. I don't think, I don't think that, uh, you know the Seahawks offense is at a point where they're going to regress you know obviously we saw this crazy ass game between the Lions and the Seahawks yeah and a lot of people who have these two guys might simply think that you know it's not going to continue right uh, or DK Metcalf had just had a couple big games like he's had in the past and then they don't want to buy him anymore right so I think of that sentiment and what we're used to with DK Metcalf kind of going, being up and down even last year with Russell Wilson. There were a lot of games where we couldn't count on DK Metcalf, um, mm-hmm. but seems like Pete Carroll is trusting Geno to keep the offense extremely fast paced. And if that continues, you know, in terms of, and when I say fast pace, what, I'm, what I mean is that they're not waiting until, you know, the play clock hits three or two before they snap the ball. They're they're hitting that at like 10 to 15 seconds, which is a significant increase in plays per game. Um, and that's just going to increase the value of every single Seahawk. Rashad Penny, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Geno Smith. All these guys have – has the, their values have increased at this point. So DK Metcalf is the best playmaker on that team. He's got it done over the past two weeks, like correlated – with the increased pace. Um, And I'm buying high right now.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good call. Like I said, I I agree with that one. I actually really like that one. Um, And I I know that you said your objections to DK Metcalf having the season were Geno Smith and the pace of play, which that was everyone's problem, you know, I think with DK Metcalf. That's probably why you were able to get him in the fifth round in that one draft. But Geno Smith, you know, I'm kind of entering the territory where I'm thinking, okay, is this really like a fluke? Is Geno Smith just like, Is this going to stop? I don't know if it's going to. Geno Smith seems like he's a decent quarterback, um, a good quarterback, one that's definitely capable of producing, of um, supporting two fancy relevant wide receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. A lot of DK Metcalf being a buy high right now is because of Geno Smith. As long as Geno Smith is playing, um, it's really good. Dare I say that I'm more confident with DK Metcalf in my lineup this season with Geno Smith at quarterback than I was last season with Russell Wilson at quarterback because oh my god Russell Wilson you know he would be on and off of DK Metcalf but Geno Smith has been looking DK Metcalf's way over and over and over to open the season and he gets a good matchup against Detroit and DK Metcalf produces Tyler Lockett produces it's looking very good for DK Metcalf as long as his offense can continue to be what it's been through these first four weeks and I don't see that stopping so I really do like DK Metcalf I actually got a piece of him in a couple of my leagues because he dropped so far and When you watch DK Metcalf on the field, it is just you're reminded why, you know, he was such he's just such a star coming into the league and he's showing it now. You know, things look bleak. He got the extension. He's in Seattle. So he's invested there. I think there shouldn't be any worries about DK Metcalf moving forward. He's a solid, solid high or even a high end wide receiver, too, for me right now.
1: I can see that, man. Um, and don't be surprised if, if he's wide receiver one at some point in the next couple of weeks. He's in my top 12 uh, if they continue this. For right. Week one, 26% target share. Week two, 20% target share. Week three, 28% target share. Week four, 36% target share. So it's legit, uh, and it's going up yeah. on a Wednesday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Let's move on to the next – actually, you know what? Let's answer a question. I keep forgetting about these people um, who are here with us. I keep forgetting this is live. Robert Alcala is asking, would you trade Christian McCaffrey for DeAndre Hopkins and J.K.
0: Dobbins? So assuming I, I have Christian McCaffrey.
1: I would assume that we have Christian McCaffrey and we are trading away Christian McCaffrey for DeAndre Hopkins and J.K. Dobbins. Should we do it? And I'm assuming that's what you mean, Robert. And if it's not, put it in the comments. Uh, but I would assume when you say four, I'm assuming you have CMC and you're going to trade mm-hmm. him for D hop and and Dobbins. Can I go first?
0: Yeah, go ahead. No, not down. Yeah. So before you explain my answer is go also no, <laughs> but go ahead, get into it. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I wouldn't do it, man. Uh, listen, CMC is a high end RB one. There's not too many of those right now. Uh, Deandre Hopkins is not an elite wide receiver. Um, you know, even last year, he only was sitting around, share, right? And when we're talking elite wide receiver target share, it's around 30%, 28%, 27%. But 20% target share is not going to get it done for you. Um, You know, we definitely depended on those touchdowns from D-Hop last year when he he did get it done. There's no creativity on this offense. Uh, Marquise Brown is there. So, you know, targets are going to be distributed between DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, so I would expect the target share to be at 20%. You know, yeah. and usually the big dogs eat first. But if that mm-hmm. was the case, he would have ate last year, right? Yeah. With AJ Green and Christian Kirk there. Right. So Hollywood's upgrade over Kirk. Uh Zach Ertz is there all year. All, he's there all year long. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make this deal. Also, J.K. Dobbins, you know, somebody I'm looking to potentially sell. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we weren't gonna get into him on this episode, but J.K. Dobbins, like, there is a there, you know, he scored the two touchdowns, right? Not only that, you know, but there is a feeling that JK Dow is just good work from here. I don't know that he does. This could potentially be a split backfield in the entire time for the rest of the year. Him coming off the ACL, judging by that, judging by how they used him during his rookie year, they never gave him the reins to the backfield. Uh, Gus Edwards is going to be back at some point. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jim, John, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh said that. You know, uh, Jake, uh, Gus Edwards is going to start practicing this week. So right. because of that, you know, he might be back at some point over the next couple of weeks. And Gus Edwards is an upgrade, you know, over the guy that he's splitting with right now. So I don't know. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, what are you going to get in Dobbins? Low-end RB2 who is going to be touchdown dependent? A mid-RB2 who's going to be touchdown dependent? He's a great right. talent, but he's coming off the ACL. I don't want to invest in that. And the fact that he got a receiving touchdown last week, I think that's an anomaly too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's not going to happen too often. So I, I would say uh, to hold off on that, keep CMC, uh, and maybe instead of trading your stud for two lesser options, maybe you try to do the opposite. You know, Maybe yeah. trade two of your lesser guys for one stud. I think that will serve you better.
0: Yeah, for me, With this trade, you know, my gripe is their situations, like you talked about DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he said usually big dogs eat first, but that hasn't been the case with him in Arizona. And they're getting a lot of help at receiver coming back these next few weeks. It's going to be a really busy wide receiving core and tight ends. You know, Zach Ertz will be able to do his thing too. So DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think he's going to have the volume to really be that high end wide receiver one that we knew when he was in Houston. But then also, you know, I look at Christian McCaffrey in his situation, it's a complete opposite here's an offense with the wide receivers and quarterback sputtering. You know, we need to produce, and we have Christian McCaffrey on our team. Who are they going to get the ball to the most? He just got his first true, like, strong fantasy performance of the season. His utilization came through. He got that touchdown, and he looked as close from a fantasy perspective to the Christian McCaffrey that we knew um, this season, as he has all season, and uh, uh, last week. So Christian McCaffrey, he's still on the upswing, I think. You know, things are, they're figuring out how – that he is the best weapon at this point with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. So Christian McCaffrey, I'd have him locked in. I don't know if I'd even think about trading him right now. Because Christian McCaffrey I, I wouldn't. He's, he's looking like that guy. And you know, you think, oh, maybe Dobbins, they add Dobbins to DeAndre Hopkins. This is a classic case of sell so high, I think. Um, I'm not even treating Dobbins as an ad right now. It was either it looked to me like DeAndre Hopkins for Christian McCaffrey, which is an immediate no. It didn't help that Dobbins was out on there. He had one good week. Um, and we don't know what we're going to get from him. CMC is the sure thing. DeAndre Hopkins, Dobbins, no.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. B- before we move on, I want to talk about underdog fantasy and their pickems. We've been on a roll. I, we yeah. got seven out of eight right on Monday Night Football. Hope you guys played some of those. We saw a bunch of winning, uh, winning entries uh, from the from the community. So I'm glad you guys are winning some money there. Uh, if you know fantasy. And you play fantasy, you have a pretty solid idea of what the matchups are going to look like, how these players are going to end up doing, you know, what their opportunity looks like going into the game. So so I would check out all the different pick options Underdog Fantasy offers, uh, and that includes this Thursday night. You can go to Underdog Fantasy right now, download the app, go on their website, make sure to use the code UPPERHAND to, to get – uh, your first deposit doubled up to $100. Uh, but yeah, go take a look at their pick We had Debo Samuel going over on receptions and receiving yards. We had Jimmy G going over on passing yards. Uh, what, what else did we had? We had Matthew Stafford throwing at least one interception. So when, when you combine all of those things into one entry, you're going to start multiplying your money pretty, pretty nicely. Um, so... You know if you chose if you chose uh, all of those correctly and like you choose 3 of those like let's say you chose those 3 in one entry you would have 6x your money um you can have an entry with two pickums with three pickums um you can have them all the way up to 5 and if you get all of your pickums in your entry correct you can you can win almost 20x what you put in um so you got to yeah. check it out you know they even offer pick insurance where your where your multiplier goes down so maybe not 20x for five picks but they give you the leeway of getting one of your picks round picks wrong so you, and you'll still will win money if you get one of those picks wrong so two things sports books don't let you do one is that they don't let you get in uh, get any picks in your parlays wrong right if you get one pick wrong you're done you lose no matter what and two they don't allow for correlation in one parlay so for example I chose Debo Samuel over receptions and on over yards you can't do that in a parlay or even in the same game parlay on, on these other you know, sports books, but you can do that on Underdog. So uh, if you see a good matchup that you like, you can kind of hammer that in on one particular player. Uh, so go check out Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you use the code promo code UPPERHAND, all one word, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Uh, again, this code UPPERHAND, all one word, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. The pickums are live right now for this Thursday night, so you can start putting in your entries now, uh, and I'll have my sheet out as well on Thursday morning.